0: The best thing about Friday, you're on Friday rules. Right. Monday and Tuesday rules were are strict. That's a no-fun zone. Yeah. On Wednesday, you can have a treat, but you have to admit that you've been naughty. <laughs> yeah. The Thursday rule is wait for it. Then it's Friday. Treat day. Go for it. At Costa Coffee, we're treating our Costa Club members to a new deal every Friday. Because Fridays are a big deal at Costa Coffee. Subject to availability only at selected stores. Excludes delivery terms and conditions at costa.co.uk.
1: September 30th, 2020, San Francisco, California. Sydney West would leave the home she shared with friends, and first go to Chrissy's Field and then the Golden Gate Bridge in the early hours of a foggy Wednesday morning. Her phone would ping in the area and there would be sightings of her, but where she goes after 7am, almost four months later, we still don't know. Is Sydney West one of many who chooses to end their life off the bridge, or did the pressures of college mean she left her life for a fresh start? This is Dark Society Episode 2. And this is the disappearance of Sydney West.
0: Well, 19-year-old Sydney
1: West went missing in San Francisco, but her family lives here in Chapel Hill. And at the vigil today, they made it clear they are not giving up hope. And they're also using social media to help search for her.
2: My objective is to turn over heaven and earth to find my girl.
1: This crowd gathering to help make that happen. They're
0: pleased to bring Sydney West home, printed on masks, shirts, and written on these notes. Friends and family describe Sid West as funny, talented, spontaneous, and irreplaceable. Sydney, you are loved by so many people. Said, if you're reading this, can you please come home? (laughs) Because I really miss you.
1: The UC Berkeley student went missing by the Golden Gate Bridge in the early morning hours of September 30th. She hasn't been seen since. In early 2000, Kimberly and Jay West went on a vacation to Australia to celebrate Jay completing his PhD. They fell in love with the country, especially Sydney. They even considered immigrating to Australia. They loved their time there so much. When Kimberly gave birth to their first daughter a little over a year later, on July eleventh, two 2001, there was only ever one option for her name, Sydney. It's a day they would later state was the happiest day of their
2: lives. Even before I met Kimberley, I was so excited to be a dad. And it's the thing that I cherish most Um, for both my daughters. You know, watching them come alive and be born was, other than being the day I married Kimberly, were the best two days of my life. And all the things that go with being a dad were things that are just absolutely fantastically fun for me. For Sydney, you know, it was softball. She would play these games that would go on all day long and then she wouldn't have enough and she'd want to go throw another hundred pitches because she hadn't done it quite right. And, and and we would even argue during these periods, you know, and take these long car rides back from tournaments and just be talking the whole time. And there are periods that she absolutely loved and I did too.
1: Sydney's youngest sister was born nine years later, completing their family. Given the large age gap, There were concerns the siblings would live completely separate lives, but this could not be any further from the truth. One look at Sydney's YouTube channel shows every video featuring her baby sister. The two were extremely close and would always go everywhere together. The family would live in the East Bay area of Pleasantville, California for most of Sydney's life. Sydney, or Sid as she was known to family and friends, Sid would attend Foothill High School for her freshman and sophomore years, before the family would relocate to Chapel Hill in North Carolina in 2017. Growing up, Sid was described as being a happy and goofy girl who was not afraid to speak up for what she believed in. She was intelligent and articulate, She was very into conservation, convincing her mother to start composting. She really believed she could make a difference in the world. Sid was also athletic, and naturally gifted in whatever sport she tried. She was a star member of the volleyball varsity team in Foothill High School, and when she transferred to Carborough High School in Chapel Hill for her junior and senior years, She was the co-captain of the varsity team. She would also play beach volleyball competitively in 2019 and 2020. Along with sports, she was also artistic. While she enjoyed writing and painting and drawing, her real passion was music. She was known to attend open mic nights in Chapel Hill, and she would write, perform and record her own music. There is a beautiful version of I'll Never Love Again by Lady Gaga out there.
0: Wish that I could, I could have said goodbye. I would have said what I wanted to, maybe
1: Honestly, it seems like Sid had the world at her feet, from the outside anyway. Behind closed doors, Sid was struggling with anxiety and depression. After graduating high school in 2019 and not getting into her first choice colleges, Stanford and the Ivies, Sid decided to take a gap year off while deciding what to do next. She spent some time in Australia. She created her own app and then working as a research and development intern and lab technician with her father's genomics company in Durham, North Carolina, looking into and assisting with cancer research. This time was somewhat difficult for Sid, according to her blog and forum posts from this time. She spoke of wanting to quit her internship, to the point where she cried about it, but her parents refused to allow her to. She posted on her blog, quote, Tired of being consumed with anxiety. Tired of it taking over my plans for my life. Leaving me to resemble nothing more than an ambitious girl who talked and talked and talked, but just didn't have enough grit. Yet again, who thought she was special, thought she could change the world, but couldn't. Who is secretly insignificant. See, I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. But the voice inside my head does, and she's wrong. I think. I don't know. Unquote. Her blog shows her to be a perfectionist who struggled with the thoughts of letting her family down. Unfortunately, this blog is no longer available. It has since been taken down. Regardless, in August 2020, Sid would move into the dorms at the University of California, Berkeley, with the help of her father, Jay, and Uncle Robert, who also lived in California. She attended some summer classes before the school year was due to commence on August 26. She had not decided on a major at this time, but had told her family she was favouring either medicine, business, or the biological sciences she even joined the school's rowing team. However, her uncle Robert would drop off some food to her a couple of days later, and he noticed something that was concerning him. Concerning him enough to let a report to the news and observer, quote, she was having a difficult time adjusting. She'd never been away from home, unquote.
0: The best thing about Friday, you're on Friday rules. Right. Monday and Tuesday rules, were well, they're strict. That's a no-fun zone. Yeah. On Wednesday, you can have a treat, but you have to admit that you've been naughty. <laughs> yeah. The Thursday rule is wait for it. Then it's Friday. Treat day. Go for it. At Costa Coffee, we're treating our Costa Club members to a new deal every Friday. Because Fridays are a big deal at Costa Coffee. Subject to availability only at selected stores. Excludes delivery. Terms and conditions at costa.co.uk. And
1: truthfully, this is to be expected. As her uncle said, she'd never been away from home before. And she would have been missing her family desperately, especially her younger sister. I was her age when I moved six hours away from home to attend college. It is a very lonely and anxious situation at first. It seems that Sid had an arrangement where if she kept a certain grade point average for the first two years. There was an option for a full scholarship for her junior and senior years. However, at some point between late August and her disappearance in late September, she would leave college and move in with some friends in the San Francisco area. Now, we do not know why Sid dropped out of college. Obviously, no one drops out of college for no reason. If her family knows, it's being kept close to their chests. There was always a reason and maybe this reason is related to her disappearance, which is why it's not public knowledge. Or maybe simply her family does not know. On the evening of September 29th, 2020, Jay would speak to 19-year-old Sydney over the phone. He would later recall this conversation as nothing out of the ordinary. She seemed happy and talked about how much she loved and missed her family, in particular her 10-year-old sister. Jay and Sid would talk every day, and as normal, she promised to speak to him the following night. Unfortunately, for reasons that are still not clear almost four months later, this call would never come, and Sid's family are still desperate for answers on what happened to their clever, talented, emotional and artistic young woman. Details are sketchy on what happened on the day that Sid went missing. Details seem to change with more information being released. This is generally because the authorities need to keep certain information to themselves to protect the investigation. However, I am going to say this right off the bat. I believe the police know what happened to Sid, but either don't have the evidence or... Well, let's keep the rest for theories. What we do know, on September 30th, 2020, Sid's phone pinged at Chrissy's Field at 5.30am via the Find My Phone app. This app works when the phone's battery dies, and the cell sends out the last known location. Chrissy's Field is part of the Golden Gate National Recreational Centre in San Francisco, It's best known for people using the area for active outdoor activities, such as biking, running or yoga. I am sure this is an area that Sid would be familiar with, being that she liked to live an active lifestyle. Chrissy's field also has a large homeless population. There have been then confirmed sightings between 6.45 and 7am near the Golden Gate Bridge, on the morning in question, it has been said to have been particularly foggy out. Anyone who has watched the fabulous documentary, The Bridge, would know this area is a suicide hotspot. The fatality rate is very high for jumpers at 97%, with those who do survive left with significant injuries. The Golden Gate Bridge has numerous surveillance cameras because of this. There are also plans for suicide prevention barriers to be erected, but these have been delayed because 2020 was a difficult year for everyone, and now they are not expected to be fully installed until early 2023. It wouldn't be until October 2nd, 2020, at 2pm, almost two and a half days after Sid was last seen. A family member reported her missing to the San Francisco Police Department, who prepared the missing persons report, which was released publicly on October 4th, 2020. Her phone and credit cards have not been used since her disappearance. The San Francisco Police Department is in charge of the missing persons investigation, with the assistance of the North Carolina's Sheriff's Department. They have been actively conducting several searches for Sid across the city and the Bay Area. The area where Sid went missing would not have taken long to have searched thoroughly. Chrissy's Field is a wide space, with paths, a few trees and no rocks. There are small nearby trees and bushes, with the most densely sparse in the nearby large National Cemetery. As I mentioned before, there's also a large homeless community that resides there. SIDS information has been entered into the National Crime Information Centre database and the case is currently being managed by the missing persons section of the Special Victims Unit. As I mentioned earlier, information has been sparse about the investigation and any potential leads they are following up on. All they have said is they are confident that there is no evidence of foul play, which hopefully brings some comfort to the family. What the police have said is that they consider Sid to be a high-risk missing person, giving her history with anxiety and depression. Due to the lack of media attention to the case, the family took to social media to spread the word. Facebook and Instagram, which we will link in the show notes and on our websites. The family update these pages regularly. According to the Web Sleuths forum on the case, the San Francisco area is covered with flyers featuring Sid's image and description. The family have also hired a private investigator, who is currently working alongside both the San Francisco Police Department and the North Carolina's Sheriff's Department. The West family have been both proactive in their search for their daughter, and not releasing much information in Sydney's mental state, and just her life basically, prior to her disappearance. This may be because it relates directly to the investigation, and the police have advised them not to. However, it has led to a lot of speculation on online true crime and unsolved mysteries forums. Some we will discuss now in theories. Theories in this case go one of two ways. One, that Sid is another statistic, that she chose to end her life on the bridge that morning. Subscribers to this theory point that there has been no sightings of Sid since, no action on her bank account, and no phone usage. The pressure to be the perfect daughter was just too much for the teen, that the authorities have not been actively investigating publicly, And therefore, this is what they suspect too. The Golden Gate Bridge is covered in CCTV cameras, due to the bridge being a suicide hotspot. That morning was particularly foggy, so there is a chance she may have jumped and not been caught on the footage. Her clothing that morning does not seem to suggest that she was going to exercise. She had slip-on shoes versus runners. But does that mean she was suicidal? Not necessarily. There is no indication that Sid was or ever has been suicidal, despite her being depressed at the time. Nothing that has been released publicly anyway. The other theory that is mentioned is that Sid was not happy with her life. She did not want to go to college, but felt like she had to, because if she didn't, she would let her family down. Again, the pressures of expectations got too much, but in this theory, she decided to run away from her old life and start anew. Whether this is living it rough with a large homeless community in Chrissy's field, or just leaving the city entirely. Subscribers to this theory would point to her change in clothes on the surveillance footage being the key indicator, and the fogginess on the bridge could mean she walked away and was never seen. From my research, I don't believe Sid started a new life elsewhere. I don't think she had the means to do so. She came from an upper-class family, but if she had withdrawn a large amount from her account... I believe this would have been followed up on. Sid was also very close with her little sister, and I believe that she would find it hard to walk off to a different state or even country without her. Sex trafficking or abduction does not seem likely either in this case. It is possible that she is living with a homeless community. Police tend to not enter the woodlands near Chrissy's field where they live. Who knows how many missing persons are there. I do believe, though, there would have been more sightings of Sid if this was the case. Any sightings at all. And there haven't been since that morning. Occam's razor here. The most likely theory is that she did not walk off the bridge that morning. She has been missing almost four months now, and there have been no sightings. I do believe the investigators and Sid's family know more than is being released publicly, and there is always good reason for this. I could not imagine the pain her family is going through right now, whatever the most likely outcome is. My hopes in sharing this incredible young woman's story today will bring some attention to the case and hopefully bring some answers. The family have held regular vigils in both San Francisco and Chapel Hill to keep her name in the spotlight, and there have been around 100 attendees to each vigil. At these vigils, her parents speak, as well as streaming the vigil online. Flyers are also handed out, and masks with the hashtag Find Sydney West printed on them because why not COVID?
0: Hi, we are Sydney West's parents. As many of you have heard by now, our daughter has not been seen or heard from since early Wednesday, September 30th, when she was last seen near the Golden Gate Bridge early in the morning before sunrise.
2: We are asking anyone who may have information about Sydney to please contact investigators. We love Sydney, we miss Sydney, and we want more than anything to have her found safe and brought back to our home please call the San Francisco Police Department 24-hour tip line if you or anyone you know may have seen her.
1: Sydney West was 19 years old at the time of her disappearance. She was 5 foot 10 and around 135 pounds with light brown hair that was styled in a bun when she was last seen. And she had blue eyes. She was last seen wearing blue leggings, a teal hoodie, and her favourite slip on vans that are dark green and black print. At some point, she changed into black shorts. She also had a backpack for a period of time. If Sydney is still alive today, she would still be 19 years old. If you have any information regarding the disappearance of Sydney West, please contact the San Francisco Police Department on.
0: 415 575 444 This maple hazel latte Yeah? Does it remind you of autumn? Yeah It makes me think of big coats and conkers Hedgehogs and scarecrows Fireworks and ghosts Yeah Oh and and coffee Yeah And syrup and hazelnut Obviously It's like having autumn in a cup This Friday at Costa Coffee, Costa Club members get a two maple hazel for £4 deal when they buy any handcrafted drink. Because at Costa Coffee, Fridays are a big deal. Subject to availability only at selected stores. Excludes delivery terms and conditions at costa.co.uk.